0: Welcome to the BeWellBuzz.com podcast. Welcome to the Be well Buzz podcast. This is your resident nutritionist, Sean Stevenson. And in the United States today, over 44 million people have osteoporosis or they have low bone mass, placing them at higher risk for this debilitating disease. One out of four men over 50 will have an osteoporosis related fracture in his lifetime. And actually one out of every two women over 50 will have an osteoporosis related fracture in her lifetime. What's even more alarming is that each year 80,000 men have a hip fracture and one-third of these men die within that year. So this goes to show you that your bone health is actually tied to your lifeline much much more than most people are truly aware of. And that's what we're going to be covering today. Today you're going to learn about What your bones are actually made of, which is a far different cry than the conventional wisdom that's out there. What functions your bones actually perform. And again, this is far different than what you've been told. Why the common misconceptions about bone density can land you in the hospital, or even worse. How to intelligently improve and enhance your bone density. And you're also going to learn some little known secrets about your bones that are going to shock you and actually ensure that you pay much, much more attention to caring for your bones. And understand that osteoporosis can strike at any age. This is why it's so critical to take advantage of this information and to employ it right away. So what actually are bones, and what are they really doing? Well, the definition of bones are a dense, semi-rigid, porous, calcified connective tissue forming the major portion of your skeleton. And this consists of a dense organic matrix and an inorganic mineral component. But on a deeper level, and a more simple level, you have living bones. Your bones are alive. And they're actually a storehouse for minerals, stem cells, and much, much more, as you're going to find out. What your bones are actually doing, and a more common understanding, is that that they're obviously to support your body. To be able to walk, run, play, roll around, and even to be able to sit... You need your bones there in their greatest capacity to support you, to support you as a being. Bones are actually very, very lightweight, yet strong and very hard. Another important function that they do that is commonly understood is that they protect your most important organs. For example, your cranial bones are protecting your brain right now, and also your rib cage is protecting your heart. But to look at things on a much deeper understanding and Some of the things that people are not aware of about your bones is that your bones are producing red blood cells. So we're talking about the cells that are transporting every single thing that your body needs throughout your entire system. A significant portion of that responsibility is actually given over to your bones. Your bones are also producing white blood cells. So your bones are producing a part of your immune system. And this is profound. This is something that so many people are unaware of. And it's important to understand this, that when you're losing bone, when you're losing bone density, you're losing far more than just the ability to support yourself structurally. You're also gonna be running into some much deeper issues. Now, one of the types of tissue that actually makes up your bone is this osseous tissue. And what this does is creates like a honeycomb-like internal structure. And this is what gives bones their rigidity. Some of the other types of structures found in the bone are nerves. So your nervous system, is directly running through your bones. Blood vessels, so your circulatory system. And again, I said at the beginning that your bones are alive. These are living bones. We tend to think that they're these kind of hard, just kind of banging around, Fred Flintstone type of structures, but they're far, far more than that. Also, we have the cartilage. And one of the most profound things of all is that this is where your marrow is residing, is in your bones. So your body's ability to create stem cells and stem cells, just to boil it all down for you, stem cells basically become anything that your body needs. So if you need new tissue to repair your heart, new muscle tissue, new cartilage for your knees, this is going to be the responsibility of stem cells to actually become whatever your body needs to become to repair you. So this is so important and that capacity is residing in your bones. And marrow can be found in any of the bones in your body that contain what's known as cancellous tissue. And in babies, for example, they have a tremendous amount of cancellous tissue, specifically red marrow, which can become so many different things. You know, it has this multifaceted ability of the stem cells. Whereas as you get older, you start to develop more yellow marrow and the ability of stem cells to differentiate starts to decrease. So this is why babies have such a regenerative capacity in their body. And actually, a little fun fact is that babies have about 270 bones in their body. Whereas as you get older and you become an adult, they start to fuse together. And the adult human being actually has 206 bones. So it's just a little fun fact to throw in there for you. Now, in adults, the majority of this red marrow is going to be found in your pelvic bones your femur, and also your vertebrae. So when people are giving bone marrow transplants, they often understand that this is going to be coming from their pelvic bone. Now to get more deep and into the profound knowledge about your bones, your bones are actually a place for growth factor storage. So your bone matrix stores growth factors like insulin-like growth factor, transforming growth factor, and also bone morphogenic proteins so these are all things that contributed to the growth and development of you as a human being. And it's important to understand that if you're not growing, you're dying. You can't remain static. You're either doing one or the other. You're either in an anabolic state or you're in a catabolic state and your body's being broken down. So we obviously want to remain anabolic as long as possible. And your bones have a lot to do with that. Your bones are actually an endocrine organ in and of themselves. Your bones release a hormone called osteocalcin, which is a large contributor to the regulation of your blood sugar and fat deposition. This compound known as osteocalcin increases your insulin secretion and also your insulin sensitivity. So all the people that are experiencing metabolic derangement, diabetes, which is huge right now and just running rapid in our world community, your bones are actually one of the organs that are contributing to the regulation of that and whether or not your blood sugar is normalized and stabilized and everything is functioning properly, or you're in a state of metabolic derangement and your insulin sensitivity has declined and you're into some serious trouble. So again, when we're talking about losing bone, when we're talking about osteoporosis, we're talking about losing much, much more than most people realize. Now, what I want to do is let's look at some of the dangers that are actually related to bone loss, knowing this information. Well, first of all, many people understand that you're more prone to accidents and debilitating falls when you have osteoporosis. So most people think that people, as they get older, have a tendency to fall and break their hip because their bones are more brittle and all these kind of things. But in actuality, people are breaking their hip and then falling. So their bone structure is so weak that they're actually breaking their bone and then taking a fall. And this is what's actually going on a lot of the time. Now, with this bone loss, we understand now that we have an actual reduced efficiency of our immune system because of this, because, you know, your bones are responsible for producing those white blood cells. We also have a reduced ability to keep the acid load in our bodies in check, which lead to a cascade of other problems. And we're going to get to that in a moment here. And also metabolic derangement as a result of losing bone mass. So this is going back to that blood sugar regulation and the responsibility of storing fat. And obviously the ultimate danger of bone loss through all of these things is death. So we really want to take advantage of the information I'm going to share with you because your bones are not just some random thing, this hard substance that can get broken. Your bones are responsible on numerous levels for you being alive. So now let's look into the real underlying causes of bone demineralization. This isn't something that you're just subject to because you're getting older. There are some specific things that individuals are engaging in in our modern society that are causing this to happen rapidly, and I'm going to share with you some of the things to do to protect you against that and ensure that you have a long, healthy life and your bones remain strong. At the top of the list is the acid-base balance in your entire system. Your bones actually buffer the blood against excessive pH changes. And it does this by releasing the alkaline minerals that the bone is containing, or these alkaline salts, if you want to call it that. So most people are not realizing that calcium is needed to build your blood. And your body could care less about your femur being strong when it has to build your blood, which is the river of life. And it's needed for everything to function properly right now. So it's like this hierarchy of priorities. And your body's going to trump the need to build your bones and keep your bones strong for its need to build healthy blood. And I hope that makes sense. And this is something that I experienced very intimately and personally via having a so-called degenerative disc disease and my spine was deteriorating rapidly. You know, at the time, my body was so acidic that it was actually leaching the calcium from my bones to aid in these other processes. And my diet was very high in acid-forming foods and I had a lot of acid-forming processes going on in the body and now science has confirmed that just stressful thoughts, anxiety, anger creates more acidity in your body. And the opposite, peace, gratitude, happiness, joy, these things create an alkaline condition in the body. So it's not just the diet. It's also your mental structure, your emotions. All these things are controlling what's going on in your entire system. You know, just to give you a physical example, when you feel that anxiety that worry you actually feel that burning in your chest that's acid and our brains are controlling this all the time so we want to do is stack the conditions in our favor by getting an alkaline forming diet going and of course cultivating positive healthy life-giving affirmative emotions overall not saying that the negative emotions are bad because we need them all they're all very important but being able to regulate these things and keep things in balance Another underlying issue that our bones are concerned with that needs to get addressed is that they're essential for detoxification. Your bones actually store heavy metals and other foreign elements in them to actually get them out of the blood and to protect you and reduce their effects on your overall system. You know, your heart tissue, your liver tissue. Your bones are going to take a lot of that burden off by storing these nefarious substances in them. And via this process, your bones can gradually release them over time and get them eliminated from the body. But the way that most people are living today, is just more and more and more and more dangerous materials getting put into their system and getting deposited into their bones and their body can't get a chance to safely eliminate this stuff. So we obviously want to look at cleaning things up, which we're going to get to in a moment here, and getting the things in the body to allow it to grow properly and to also to eliminate these nefarious substances properly because we don't want our bones contaminated with all these heavy metals. We want to reduce our exposure to heavy metals as much as possible by making sure that we're drinking clean, fresh water, utilizing amazing superfoods like chlorella, and also implementing a strategy where we're incorporating a compound known as zeolites, which is highly effective at safely eliminating heavy metals from your system. Another issue that's contributing rapidly to the loss of bone density in our society is caffeine. Now, caffeine actually tends to promote calcium excretion through the urine. So it tends to promote your body getting rid of the calcium that it actually has stored. And the big kicker here is the caffeine linked to carbonated beverages. These sodas, pop, whatever you want to call it. The Framingham Osteoporosis Study actually found that older women who drink a cola every day have lower bone mineral density than those who drink a cola less than once a month. Now, this links up directly with the soda's high level of phosphorus, and phosphorus actually will alter the balance of calcium in the system because phosphorus is an acidic mineral compound, and calcium is needed to buffer it. And this is going to unfold to the weakening of your bones. So, drinking the sodas. That's a direct impact on making your bones weaker. So we want to avoid that, obviously. And this leads us to the dairy connection with osteoporosis. Now, this is shocking, and it blew my mind when I first found this out. The osteoporosis rates in high dairy-consuming countries, Switzerland, Sweden, America, the countries with the highest consumption of dairy actually have the highest incidence of osteoporosis now this is not an accident this is one of those random occurrences this has a direct correlation because i also look at the flip side of things and on the other end of the spectrum the countries with the lowest consumption of dairy like china for example has the absolute lowest incidence of hip fracture osteoporosis and all things associated with that so the data is clear And I'm going to go ahead and share with you, there was actually a study published in the American Journal of Epidemiology. And it stated that the consumption of dairy products, particularly at age 20 years, was associated with an increased risk of hip fracture in old age. And if you go through the medical literature, you start to see more and more instances of cases that align with that. And we also know that there's some other negative impacts of this as well. There's a Harvard study of male health professionals And they found that individuals who had the highest calcium intake, 2,000 milligrams or more a day, had almost double the risk of developing a fatal prostate cancer as compared to the individuals who had the lowest calcium intake of 500 milligrams or less per day. So how does this all make sense when we're supposed to be getting in so much calcium to have healthy bones? Well, obviously, there's a lot of misinformation out there about this because there are no studies that are confirming that dairy is going to be utilized in improving your bone density. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. There are studies confirming the opposite, that consumption of dairy and consumption of calcium supplements is actually dangerous to the human body. As a matter of fact, it was confirmed. You can go to CNN.com and pull up the article that there was a 30% increase in a risk of heart attack by individuals who were taking calcium supplements. And what this is, is a case, a classic case of bad science being promoted by the conventional medical industry of take calcium because it will become calcium. It's just false. Your body doesn't operate like that. Calcium, your bones are actually an end product of biological transmutation of utilizing many other compounds synergistically as a whole to create your amazing bone structure and your amazing body. So it's not taking this pill, this end product, to create strong, healthy bones. As a matter of fact, it's very, very dangerous and people need to know that. So just to dive a little bit deeper into the real underlying issue with bone demineralization, the heavy net acid-based diet that is consumed in our modern society is really the underlying culprit here. So acids and bases are acids and alkaline. This is based on the mineral content of the food. However... The foods themselves have different reactions in your body. So a food might be alkaline based on its mineral structure, but it can be acid forming once it gets into your body based on the protein structures, the fat structures, all those different things. So that's a great case for dairy to be brought up in. Alkaline in nature. Alkaline. Very, very rich in alkaline minerals. However, the protein content, once it's ingested, just like any other animal protein getting put into the human body, is acid forming. And we know now through scientific study, through the clinical research, that this is what's going on in the body. It's actually acid forming and requiring your body to drop its own alkaline minerals from your bones, particularly to aid in buffering this whole process. So some of the other acid forming foods that people are commonly consuming are things like bread, baked goods, just grains in particular, we can go through all of them. They're going to be acid-forming in the body, and this is something that people need to take a good look at and weigh their options there because it might just not be worth it. Also, beans. And then we get into all the different processed foods that people are not consuming. You know, the potato chips, the cookies, all those kind of things. These are going to be acid-forming once they get into your system. And all that is going to pull away from your bone density every single time, all the time. And this is what's stacking the conditions against people having the bone density and the health long term that the human body is really geared and genetically programmed to have in the first place. But through epigenetics and all those epigenetic influences, we can go in and manually screw that whole process up and lead to osteoporosis and leading to our overall health breakdown far sooner than what would be a long, healthy, energetic life. Now this leads me to sharing with you probably the biggest factor in actually making everything work and actually making the right nutrients work and building your bones and keeping your bones strong and healthy. And this factor is weight bearing exercise. Your bones are operating on a premise of if you don't use it, you lose it. So our genes are expecting us to lift heavy things. And what that does on a scientific level is that actually drives the nutrients into the bones themselves. So you can have a bunch of calcium coming into your system, but we know calcium is not the answer, but all the other good things. But if you're not utilizing your bones, your body doesn't have a need to build them. It doesn't have a need to drive these nutrients into them and to create new, fresh, healthy bones. So this needs to be taken with a sense of urgency that it doesn't matter what age you are you need to be lifting some weights. It could just start with body weight exercises. Just lifting your body, doing some basic squats can help to drive more nutrients into your hip bones, your pelvic bones, your femur, the bones in your feet. All this is going to require you to do some weight-bearing exercise and as well as your upper body too. So people need to lose their fear of lifting weights. You know, this is something that through our evolutionary biology, we'd just be doing, we'd be working, we'd be carrying things, but now we have such a sedentary lifestyle that we have to proactively go and do these things on our own, and it doesn't take that much. Your body is very, very responsive, so make that a must. If anybody's considering doing something about improving their bone density and not being in fear anymore of having osteoporosis, they have to have a weightlifting regimen incorporated in your program every single week, multiple times a week. So I actually have a strategic plan for protecting against and actually reversing osteoporosis and specifically osteoarthritis. So the rapid degeneration of the joints, which allow for the bones to operate together and you to utilize your body as a whole structure. And this is all found in my Regrow Your Knees program. And what we do in that program is we take an in-depth look at the superfoods that actually have the key nutrients your body requires to build new tissues. The essential things that your body actually needs to be done is strengthen your body's production of stem cells. And we already talked about how important stem cells are. And then in the program, there's also the specific complementary practices that need to be incorporated to localize the utilization of the stem cells. Because your body can produce stem cells, but the stem cells are going to be operating and going after inflammation in your body. So they need to go to the right places. And there are certain things you can do to ensure that they're going to the place that you want them to go. And most importantly in the program, we're covering all the dietary and lifestyle factors that you need to avoid to not deteriorate your body's production of stem cells. And so much more is in this program. And the program itself is targeted specifically at the knees, but it'd be highly beneficial to you if you're having joint issues anywhere in your body, be it your shoulder, your fingers, wrists, what have you. And some of the programs will be slightly different as far as physical therapy goes, but the overarching nutrition and lifestyle factors that are in the program will absolutely change your life. So what I want to do now is to move and take a closer look at the cofactors that your body really needs to build bone and to properly utilize calcium. And at the top of the list here, we have vitamin D. Now, vitamin D is actually a hormone. It's a critical hormone. It may be the most important hormone that your body is going to utilize because of all the different things that it's involved in. So as far as vitamin D contributing to the building of bone, it's going to get converted by your body over into its active form and it's going to travel to your intestines. And here's where it's going to actually encourage your body to absorb more calcium. It's going to encourage greater calcium absorption because your body has some set parameters of absorbing calcium because it can be dangerous. So when your body actually needs it, vitamin D is going to upregulate this absorption of the calcium. Also, it's going to go and interact with your kidneys, and this is going to minimize the loss of calcium via your urine. So vitamin D is going to be contributing to both of those organs particularly in how they're interacting with calcium throughout your entire system. And clinical trials for vitamin D for the prevention of osteoporosis found that getting 700 to 800 IUs of vitamin D3 per day decreased the risk of hip and nonvertebral fractures. So this has been clinically shown, 700 to 800 IUs of vitamin D3 per day. And studies were also showing that supplementation with vitamin D3 reduced the risk of falls among older individuals by more than 20%. They actually had a statistical figure show up that people who were incorporating more vitamin D were not falling as much, which is very, very important because even though it goes both ways with people breaking their hip, then falling, the opposite can happen as well. So of course, we want to look at the most natural sources of vitamin D, which is getting exposure to sunlight. And if you're in a region where it's just not possible, which you, first of all, you need to really analyze whether or not it's possible and be proactive at that. But then this is a place where you want to get the most natural form of vitamin D3 that you can possibly find and incorporate that in your food and also different food sources, it's going to have a little bit of vitamin D in there. Now next up in these cofactors that help your body to actually utilize calcium and build bone is the interaction between sulfur and vitamin C coming together to create new tissues. Those compounds are critical in the function of your, not just your bones, but also the building of your ligaments, joints, cartilage. These are super important. And another one is actually silicon. And these compounds actually biologically transmutate to become bone. So instead of looking at calcium, taking calcium to build bone, we understand that calcium is an end product. And substances like silicon actually become that bone through biological transmutation. And silicon has been clinically proven to improve bone health or we can look at its form in silica. And some of the sources are things like cucumber and also herbs like horsetail. So those are some things to look into. Another one of those compounds in harmony with silicon that create that biological transmutation would be magnesium. Magnesium is critical for bone strength and the absorption of calcium in and of itself. And some statistics show that up to 50% of your body's magnesium is found in your bones. Now, Magnesium is responsible for over 300 enzymatic processes that your body needs to do. So it's very, very critical. And yet, it's the number one mineral deficiency in our modern world today because so much of it gets used. You know, stress in and of itself creates a need for more magnesium and just gets zapped from your body so, so fast. So, looking at some of the things that magnesium is going to bring to the table was that. One of the enzymatic processes that it does is it activates the formation of new bone. It's what actually pushes the button down and triggers your body to create that new bone that you need. Magnesium is a substance directly responsible for pushing that button down. It's also needed for regulating calcium transportation throughout your entire system. Magnesium works hand in hand with calcium. So all this talk about calcium being so important at building bones, it's not so. It's this holistic, whole viewpoint of utilizing all these nutrients together and getting whole foods that contain all these different things. And I'm going to go ahead and tie that in together with the last nutrient I'm going to share with you as far as what works synergistically with building your bone, and that's vitamin K. A report from the Nurses' Health Study suggests that women who get at least 110 micrograms of vitamin K every day are 30% less likely to break a hip than women who get less than that. And among the nurses in this study, the ones eating a serving of green leafy vegetables every single day cut the risk of hip fracture in half when compared to the women who are eating just once per week. So if that doesn't wrap it all up for you and say the source we need to look to, which is green leafy vegetables, that's going to contain the magnesium. It's going to contain the vitamin K. It's going to contain the calcium all in a bioavailable source that's resonant with the human body. And it doesn't have all of the quote side effects that would come from consuming animal products like dairy. This is something safe and something we need to add in. So excellent sources like collard, kale, broccoli, spinach, these things need to be a part of your daily regimen, your daily health strategy. And one more thing that I want to mention is something that's commonly left off the table, which is the fact that 22% of your bone is actually made up of water. Now, this goes hand-in-hand hand with the chronic dehydration that shows up in the elderly population because of this sort of down-regulation of the thirst mechanism. And this is related to the hypothalamic-pituitary axis in the brain and also is going to be contributing to antidiuretic hormone and all the things going on with your kidneys. So it's a lot of big words and big understandings, but basically that process gets down-regulated as people get older And I feel personally that it's due to not cultivating and taking care of that thirst mechanism throughout life. So the thirst mechanism and the hunger mechanism, those sensations are very similar in the body and in our modern society we will go and eat food rather than getting a drink. And when you do that, you're bringing even more food into the system when your body's really thirsty, it's going to require even more water to be brought into the system to try to process and handle all this extra food coming in. So not only is water important, but it's making up 22% of your bone. So the loss of bone is going to go hand in hand with dehydration itself. So we need to be proactive, especially the elderly individuals who are going to get their hands on this information at super hydrating your system and making sure that you're getting more than enough water, the right kind of water, which we've talked a lot about, on Be Well Buzz and actually we just did a great podcast on water in December so if you want to get the download on water definitely go and check that podcast out and make sure that we're utilizing the highest quality water the water is resonant at building the body up and not creating a metabolic derangement through digestive issues and kind of quote watering the system down in the wrong way so I want to make sure that we have the right stuff and all this stuff is covered in the Regrow Your Knees program, which would also be really, really beneficial for people in their senior years and who are needing solutions to not go through what most people are going through right now. Because as mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, 44 million people have osteoporosis right now, or they have radically low bone density and setting them up for developing it very, very soon. And this does not have to be the case. So make sure that you share this with the people that you care about because this just might save someone with going through all the different problems that come along with losing their bone mass as they grow older. This is Sean Stevenson signing off from Be Well Buzz, and we'll talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to the BeWellBuzz.com podcast. Go to www.bewellbuzz.com for free articles and news about natural health and wellness.